911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Living by Leo Warriors. I'm your host, Clint Walton, and today I'm here with John Schinnerer. Thank you so much for coming back and joining me today, John. My pleasure. You know, John is an amazing, amazing speaker and is so knowledgeable around really owning who you are, not only as a man, but as an entrepreneur and, and he, he says in his, his opening is to, for a man to perform at their peak performance from the boardroom to the bedroom. So in that, John, you've worked with a lot of first responders. How has that transitioned and how, what have you seen this, this change in how you've approached this masculinity concept that we talked about in the last episode? Well, I, it's fascinating to me working with first responders because first of all, I have a tremendous amount of respect for what you all do, whether it's fire or police or EMT or emergency room doctors and nurses. I'm not sure I could do what you do. So I have great respect and gratitude for it. Um, and, and I've worked with all those categories in the past. I mean, from you know hostage negotiators to SWAT to fire to EMTs to ER docs. And it's interesting to me because most of these, you know, fire and police anyways, have this paramilitary structure. And I, I think that there's this traditional masculinity that's imbued within these hierarchies. So there's this, I, I don't know, there's a mask that is worn by a lot of the first responders that I work with where they are trying to say that nothing gets to me. And, and I've noticed this so much in, in my day to day. It's that old saying that, and, and you're going to know just as well as I do, just rub some dirt on it or walk it off mm-hmm. and just deal with it, internalize it, hold on to that. Don't talk about your feelings. Don't say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not feeling too great today emotionally. Yeah. That you, as you said in the last episode is that will label you as, well, that guy's a pussy uh-huh. and there's something wrong with that. Well, the, the problem is that over time and you know, like I like Faith Harper's definition of trauma, which is anything that disconnects you from a feeling of safety. And I, and I think if we're honest with ourselves and we go back in our history, we can find stuff that disconnects us from a feeling of safety. And it, it's different for everyone. Like what is traumatic is different for you than it is for me, than it is for other people. I mean, some people can be, and we've seen this, prisoners of war for six to eight years and come out psychologically healthy. Mm-hmm. Some people get into a fender bender and that's traumatic. So there's no judgment there about what's traumatic and what's not. But, you know, like I remember working with, uh, you know, a fire chief who was telling me that it's not always what you see that's traumatic. Sometimes it's what you smell. Sometimes it's what you hear. And he said, some of the stuff I've heard, I can't forget. And so, it, you know, some of these experiences rattle around in our heads and, and that's just what our minds do. Our, our minds are random thought generating machines. So sometimes they serve us, sometimes they don't. And, you know, over time, these 
these experiences accumulate and then you start to have intrusive thoughts, intrusive images, you have difficulty sleeping, you start to drink more. And, you know, and again, no judgment, like I couldn't do what you guys do. And, and for that very reason that I just don't think I could take it. And I think that the only way to get past some of those experiences is to begin to talk about it and to begin to look at, um, how do we get through it? How do we, how do we process some of the emotions around what we've experienced? Um, because some of the, I mean, like in talking with like a SWAT officer from Richmond, man, I know there's a story he shared with me that I can't get out of my head. Mm-hmm. And that was just like third hand, mm-hmm. but I'll never forget the story he shared with me just because it was, it was horrible. And that's becoming more and more of the normal for all first responders. Yeah. It's these horrible, horrible incidents. And I ask you on that is, what are some of the biggest, I want to say, restraints on these first responders you're working with? When you start working with them, what is that biggest thing where it takes them a while to open up? Well, I, one of the things I try and do is normalize what they're going through. And, and that's why I pretty openly share that part of my makeup's depression, part of it's anxiety. I, I just feel things deeply. And I remember when I was a kid, I used to think that I was the only guy that, or the only male that felt things deeply. Like I felt like a fish out of water and come to find out, you know, I've worked with men for 20 plus years and in talking with thousands of men, 95% of them are exactly the same if they're honest. So we all feel, feel things deeply. In fact, there's some early research that showed that men actually feel things more intensely than women. So if that's the case, we've got to start having a conversation about how we feel, how we think, without judgment about any of those things. But I mean, part of the thing that really kills us is we have so much self-judgment because we've internalized those messages of stop being a pussy. Don't be a wuss. Don't be a little girl. Don't be a bitch. I mean, those are the thoughts that rattle around in our heads and keep us from reaching out and just saying, Hey, can I talk to you about this? Mm -hmm. It's that fear. Mm -hmm. It's It's the fear of embarrassment. I would argue it's the fear of being judged. Mm -hmm. It's the fear of appearing less than. Exactly. Especially for first responders. And and I can tell you firsthand is we're, Every day in and day out, we're sent to these locations to be that authority. We're there to hold the space for other people. But there's not a lot of opportunities for somewhere else to go and hold that space for us. Mm -hmm. Because we're supposed to be that authority and we incorporate that in our own lives. And that's where I've really come to realize that we don't need to hold that for ourselves anymore. It's finding someone like yourself to really open up and, and unload and, and not only share that experience, but to have someone who can uncover those biases. And, and you, you touched on the, the mindset that I, I could react to a traffic collision completely different than you or those smells, those everything, all of us were going to react to those situations differently. And that's a type of bias. Mm-hmm. 
And that's our own personal biases. And, and yeah, our story is written. There because it, like, if I have a, hard, a harder time with trauma than you do, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm a pussy. Not at all. So I just want to give first responders out there permission. Like, mm-hmm. If you're struggling with something, like, that's just fucking human. Yeah. And that's this message that I love that you're spreading is it's okay to not internalize anymore, to let that stigma go, to get this message out there that, you know, it's okay to, you know, express yourself. You can be the manliest man in the fucking world out in the public. Mm -hmm. But do you know what? Guess what? When you're behind closed doors, that's your environment. You get to choose what you want to fucking do with your life. When, and I love the idea that one of the most courageous things we can do, the, the way to truly be a warrior is to have the courage to open up and share your internal world with someone else. Mm-hmm. Like that takes guts. And, you know, one of the things that, that always fascinates me is I, I think the first step in a lot of this is awareness. That I, I think most of us go through life as automatons or on autopilot and we're running away from ourselves. We're running away from how we feel. We're running away from how we think because I can't tell you how many people have come in my office and said, John, you, I, I got to share this with you. This was how I was thinking last night. And you're going to think it's fucking crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, bring it on. Like, try me. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard everything and I don't think anything's crazy. Like, it's just thoughts in our mind. You know, if you're not acting on it, it's just a thought. It's that story. It's that story that we create for ourselves. What's the story you're telling yourself? Exactly. And the story often is, oh my God, this is fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, it's not. It's just the way the mind operates. And what's so even more incredible with that. and, and, And I love this conversation because it's these stories that we create nine times out of 10 or 10 are just 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah, they're bullshit. Well, okay, if, if you're going bullshit, I would say more than 50% of what's yeah. in the head is just complete bullshit. Absolutely. Like, instance, I'm such an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm a loser. I'm too fat. Like all that stuff. And, and the problem is like, if, if I have the thought, I'm a fucking idiot, which I had that thought after I got a PhD. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense, but I still have it. So I can choose, it's not choose. I can, if I'm not aware I can look for evidence to support that thought of I'm an idiot or I'm a dumbass and like, Oh yeah, I said that thing the other day. Yeah, that was hurtful. Oh yeah. And I was late the other day and I kind of screwed that up. I can look for evidence and find it to support that thought. And I can feel worse about myself, even though the initial thought isn't true. The other way to go is to just go, Oh yeah, there's that thought again of I'm a dumbass. Yeah. I've seen that before. I'm just going to let it go and let it kind of float down the thought stream like a leaf on a river and not get hooked by it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And now I almost want to transition from this, this mindset shift to now in incorporating all these aspects, we're going to get into the hardest topic that I've always found to talk about, to talk about with Ashley, to talk about with anybody sex. Okay. Guys are intimidated to discuss sex in a comfortable environment. 
And even with their spouse or anyone else, they'll talk with the bros, the homies, all that stuff of like, dude, oh yeah, I had sex last time. Man, that was, but it's not true to themselves. That's that image. Yeah. Well, and I think we'll we'll brag about it to our friends. Exactly. I mean, that's what I've seen in the past, you know, Um, but we're, we're really afraid to talk intimately about sex. I mean, I remember for years, I was too embarrassed to even say some of the words. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And, and if you can't say the words, you can't talk about your sex life. And if you can't talk about your sex life, your sex life is going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Because we, we really need the ability to simply and clearly say, hey, baby, I would love a blowjob. Or I really like it when you touch me here. Or, you know, a little bit too much tongue on the kiss. Oh, you know, can you just back off of that a little bit? Or what do you like? What can I do to please you? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's okay if I didn't, you know, if I didn't come, like, that's okay. I'm, I just, my mind was somewhere else or I was in pain mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with you. I mean, because otherwise, you know, she'll take that personally, that, exactly. I mean, typically, like, mm-hmm. what did I do wrong? It's like, well, you didn't do anything wrong. I just, you know, my lower back hurts or I, I just couldn't get out of my own head about this. And it goes so much on both sides. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's, that's what I love about how you speak on it is all those statements could go from the male perspective or the female perspective. Mm-hmm. And once again, it goes, and that's why I transitioned into this. That goes to that story that we create in our head about why things are the way they are instead of letting, letting them just be. Mm-hmm. And, talking candidly about, well, you know, I really like this. I don't like this. Well, and I think we have a lot of hangups about sex too. You know, I mean, we work, our minds work by comparison a lot. So, you know, I'm too small. I don't last long enough. I'm not a good enough lover. I mean, all those things where I'm not strong enough or my, you know, my body isn't, I don't know, defined enough. Um, And I think we're, a lot of us are uncomfortable even taking our clothes off and being naked with one another. So, you know, to work towards that, um, I, I think is a good goal. I think the other good goal is after you've had sex with your partner to let her know what you do like and just start that way. Mm-hmm. Well, John, I absolutely loved getting to share this space with you and, and really loved having, having the opportunity with you to talk about, all these great topics about men in the world today. And so I know there's something that you're really excited about that you're going to want to build within the next 12 months. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Uh, sure. You know, one of the things that my partner and I have been working on is we're the, the long-term goal is really to build a tribe, which is why I started the Evolved Caveman podcast or one of the reasons and she has her podcast, Journey Forward with Jory Rose. And the idea is for us to, in three, four, five years, to be doing couples retreats around the world. And we, our first one is in Costa Rica in 2020 in September. And it's a seven-day retreat. And we'll be teaching in the morning and in the afternoon. And then you've got the whole rest of the day to be with your partner and perhaps get a massage or go on an excursion. And it's a wonderful way to just reconnect with your partner. Wow, that's really cool. And then I have one more last question for you. You have a freebie 
that you would love to give out to the listener today? What, what is that and how can they go about claiming that? Oh, there, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, you can go to guide to self.com and get a free webinar on my, or a free audio file on mindset, which, you know, if you want to start change, it all starts with your mindset. If you don't believe you can do something, you've already made the decision that you can't. So one of the things that you want to work on is learning and adopting that growth mindset in all areas of your life, because it, it can be context specific. Um, you can go to the ultimate relationship.com and get a webinar that we're working on for 10 tools to improve your relationship. Uh, you can go to the evolved caveman.com and I access my podcasts. Yes, I love it. And, and most definitely as you listen, listen to the evolved caveman podcast, it's, it's great information and it's really inspiring to, to start owning who you truly are. So John, I appreciate you being here. Thanks for just sharing this space with me. And, and I look forward to talking with you more in the future. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks so much.